Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Calm Within the Storm podcast with me, Sam Lyon. This episode will be all about couples communication and we'll be touching on a few different topics that might cause friction in a relationship. And we'll also look at how to discuss difficult topics with your partner and also how best to listen when your partner is trying to communicate a difficult subject with you. So who better to join me for the couples communication episode than my very own other half of my couple? (laughs) Mason! So this episode, we'll split this into kind of two halves, really. And the first part, we're going to talk about how to communicate difficult subjects and difficult conversations. And the other half is going to be all about the topics that are frequent kind of friction causes in relationships. And I'm going to dive straight in with one of the polls because I think it's just nice a nice starting point. And so I asked, uh, well, I asked the audience, how comfortable do you currently feel discussing your mental health with your partner? And the options were very comfortable, fairly comfortable, fairly uncomfortable, and very uncomfortable. And 66% said very comfortable. Which is really positive. Well, that's not bad. That's really good. That's pretty good. Really good. Fairly uncomfortable came in at 24%. Fairly uncomfortable, 7%. And very uncomfortable, only 3%. Okay. Which is really, really positive. That is good. It's really a shame positive. that there are still some who are yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, work, we'll work on that. We'll work, <laughs> we'll work through that in this episode. Um, I then asked... Do you feel like your partner listens and understands when you discuss your mental health with them? And the options were yes, very often, yes, sometimes, no, not very often, and never. Okay. So this is not just communicating your problem. This is how well you feel like in your relationship you are observed and appreciated and understood. Yeah. And you have that platform to be able to speak. So, yes, very often came in at 48%, which again is amazing. That's still really good. Yeah. Yes, sometimes was 34%. Okay. 
not very often, was 18%. And never was actually 0%, which is amazing. That is good. Amazing. There's still a little bit of work in the, mm. in the not very often. But never, that's a really good result. Yeah, that is good. And um, I think... Yeah, I think that's that's like a an interesting thing because I think it's it's one thing to be able to talk openly. Like that takes a lot of guts in itself. Mm. But then knowing how to respond and how to listen is a whole new skill set. Yeah, it is. Cuz I guess so you've got I mean everyone really you know about your love language like the acts of service, acts of words of affection and that kind of thing. And I think somewhere along the line, there's also like a coping language. And that is because we are we are very different in this regard. And we've only learned this, I think, through having mental health troubles that we talk to each other about. Yeah, because you if you're trying to cope with something, you like to be left alone and you just deal with it on your own in your head and you need to like problem solve things. Yeah. Whereas I can't be left alone. I do not want to be left alone at all if I'm struggling. Yeah, and it's not just being left alone. It's also that you don't want me to necessarily come and just try and fix the problems. Like, you want me to be there for emotional support. Yeah. Almost like a a shoulder to cry on, I guess. Yeah. Whereas for me, if I have... I don't know if I'm anxious about something or something stressed me out, I want to just go away and almost, like, lock myself away deal with the problem myself, find a solution, and then maybe bring the solution to you and say, here's the problem, here's how I'm going to fix it. Yeah, and then and you just need to talk I, at me. I, I think you to, don't need yeah, engagement. I don't. You just... <laughs> and that's really mean because like, <laughs> you're a very smart person and you could help me solve these problems, but I I don't want that almost. Yeah, I just that's want not how you your to... brain works. No, no, I just need a sounding board basically to just <laughs> nod and be like, yeah, very good, you know, crack on. I'm... That's all I want. But that's really interesting because when... When you have your own way of coping with something, you kind of turn off from everybody else's way of doing it and you just think everyone does yeah. things the way I do them. And I think that's how we've learned about each other through through that error. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the the biggest one that stands out for me, and I know I've, I've touched on this in quite a few episodes, but it, this was probably the biggest thing in our relationship, was the passing of my dad. Because... I, at that point, had never been through something so extreme before. Mm. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I didn't know what was going to work for me and what I needed to do. I had no idea. Like, nothing felt like it was working. And I think that's when you went into your, I'm going to cope with things the way I know how to cope with things. And you kind of just left me alone. And not in, like, a bad way, but just as in, like, okay, I'm going to give you yeah. space to deal with yeah, your emotions. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I realised very quickly, that is not what I need. Yeah, yeah. And, but then I didn't know what I... I was like, I didn't want to feel, like, smothered, but I also didn't want to feel isolated. And trying to explain that is so difficult when you don't even know what it is that you need yeah. And um and that was just a real kind of like navigational roller coaster yeah. for us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty mad. I mean, nothing that extreme. We'd never been through anything that extreme no. before together. Um, so I think any sort of differences in the way that we tend to deal with really emotional problems were just plain as day. Yeah. You know, and um, 
I, yeah, I think in those situations, when I've ever been in a situation like that, when I've been really emotional or it's been lost or something, I want to just be left alone. And I feel like if people were trying to give me attention all the time and being like, oh, I'm, I'm here for you and blah, blah, it's nice, but I, I don't want it. I just want yeah. you to go away. Like, leave me to just feel terrible on my own. <laughs> and that's probably not a good way to deal with things, but it's just how I deal with things. Yeah. And, you know, if it was me and you were... I, if I started to feel like you were smothering me in a way, I think I'd that'd just be really difficult. And I'd push you off. Yeah. And I think you probably try and give the support that you want to receive yourself. Yeah. And so me thinking, what would I least, you know, what wouldn't work for me in this situation is smothering you with attention or being smothered with yeah. attention, I should say. So I, I, I like step back and my sort of approach to it was sort of, I am here for you, whatever you need, but I didn't go to you maybe as much as you would have wanted me to yeah. in that situation and, and bring the attention to you. I almost sort of sat back and waited to see and do what you wanted me to do, which yeah. I think is what I need, Yeah. but that's not what you need. Yeah, exactly. As we found out, it, didn't, yeah. it wasn't the best way to deal with it for you. Yeah. So. But... but, but even then i mean it took what i think even like six months or something for us to be able to kind of navigate that period because i had no idea how to deal with it and i it kind of got to a point where like someone was trying to help me this way someone was trying to help me this way and like none of these things felt right but i couldn't say Mm. why and it was only really i think we got to a point where we ended up just sitting down and talking for like about four hours didn't we and that was almost the absolute saving grace of the whole Mm. scenario because it was the first time where we'd opened up that platform to just openly talk and you talked about how you felt that I'd pushed you away by telling you that you'd done things wrong Mm. and I I talked about how I felt that you hadn't done something or whatever and and it was not in a blame it wasn't like a blameful conversation but it was like okay I know now that this wasn't what I needed and this is why because this is how it made me feel it wasn't blameful and I think that's the key point there is when you're trying to communicate difficult things try not to make it blameful yeah and make it constructive in okay I know you tried to do this but this might work for you but this I realise now it doesn't work for me. Yeah, and that, this that's probably a wider point that we'll get onto maybe in a bit more detail later on. But I think not taking things personally is an enormous part of any kind of communication like this. And I'll admit I didn't necessarily do that at first because, you know, it's, it's a wider issue with grief as a whole. You know, it's mm. a horrific emotion that unfortunately everybody will have to feel at some point. Um, and there's no right or wrong way. I don't think you can fully prepare for that at all or deal with it perfectly. You know, it's messy. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe at first where I felt like I was trying to help you as best I could and it wasn't working for you and you were sort of... You weren't pushing me away, but I don't know. I felt like it wasn't working and I, I felt that you were almost dissatisfied with how I'd helped or tried to help. Yeah. And part of me almost like that upset me in a way because I thought yeah. why why are you getting frustrated at me I'm just trying to help yeah. and you know that was me taking it personally when I really shouldn't have because that's just you know you were feeling 
it's really intense awful emotions but it's easily done it's easily done because it's like you say if you're if you in your head you you know how you want to be helped and you then give that help to someone you really feel like you're doing a yeah. good deed and if if that good deed gets rejected or criticized you I guess just instinctively as a human, you just go into like defense mode and you're like, well, I really was trying. Like, why yeah. don't you appreciate this? Yeah, yeah. You almost feel it as like a, a personal attack that like yeah. the way you did that was wrong. Yeah. And I am annoyed at you for it. And that's not what it was at all. Yeah. At all. And I think, and again, that, that comes down to, well, as we've learned now, how you communicate that. It's not, it's not that you did this wrong. It was just, this didn't work for me. And although I don't know what might work or maybe I do know what might work, like let's try doing something yeah. else. And if that doesn't work, then we'll try something else. Yeah. And I think when we sat down and had that really long conversation, we both like almost put our egos aside and said, mm. what do you need? Yeah. Or we sort of said, this is how I'm trying to help. Yeah. Clearly, bits of it are working, bits of it aren't. Which yeah. bits are working, which bits aren't. What do you need? And we just had a really candid, almost like almost business-like discussion. I know. <laughs> it was a also scientific the... discussion. Of yeah. What exactly do I need to do? But it was the um, first time as well that we listened to each other because I think we'd both yeah. been trying to talk at each other. Yeah. But we'd never actually listened. And when I was like listening to you talk about how something had made you feel, I kind of yeah, snap. I guess tore away from my ego for that moment where I was like okay well you know this is what I was trying to do and suddenly I was actually like oh this is the the consequence mm. that I didn't consider yeah. or something like you know and yeah. I, I was like when you when you imagine doing something with someone to help them or whatever you almost imagine up a whole scenario in your head of what's going to happen like if I tell this person they're going to be okay they're going to go oh great thank you you know you you maybe not that but you imagine a scenario of how things are going to pan out yeah and you you don't factor in that other people behave differently to you yeah, and react exactly. differently to you. And it's only sitting down and listening, like really listening mm -hmm. to someone that you, you realise that all of these scenarios that you invented are really only your own. And they're not really going to happen with anyone else in the world because not everyone is the same as you. Okay, so let's move on to life goals. And I'm also going to factor in one of the other um, specifications that someone sent in, which is family planning, because I think somewhere they kind of align. I would say they're probably the same. Um, yeah, because, well, life goals can can encompass like a whole range of things. And, and that is, yeah, children, marriage. It could be where you want to live in the future. It could be career goals. It could be a whole mm. wide, wide range of things. You know, if somebody is very career driven and... They want to keep earning promotions and promotions and, and get the highest paid job, whereas someone is quite like a, a free soul and just wants to travel the planet and ne never settle and stuff like that. Like that, they are two very different mm. um, entities. Yeah. And and again, like if somebody wants children and the other person doesn't want children, it, it, they're very very difficult things to navigate. And the fact that seven percent of people are trying to navigate these things that's very difficult yeah that's very it difficult is. and especially because it's not an easy compromise as well like big things like kids if someone doesn't want kids and someone does how do you compromise on that 
And if somebody wants to live in another country and somebody doesn't want to live in another country, it's such a difficult thing to compromise on. Yeah, I think those really big questions in life like that are really big goals. It's really difficult if you don't agree on those. Yeah. You know, if one person wants kids and one person doesn't, that alone could be enough to essentially doom a relationship, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in the nicest way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, okay, so for things that aren't, like, kids or whatever, again, how... It's how you communicate these issues. So, for example, I don't know, if we want to say that somebody has a life goal that they, they want to stay in the hometown that they grew up in. They love it here, they want to live here, whereas somebody else wants to move away or something like that. It's how you approach navigating that and how, you know, it's, it's listen to what your partner wants and don't disregard it. You know, you can, you can mm. even live abroad for like a month or two months or something like that. Yeah. But it's just listen to what your partner wants. And if they're really, really miserable staying where they live, then what solutions are available? Yeah, I think... Any kind of clash on these points immediately gets people's backs up. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they, they are seen as mutually exclusive and they don't necessarily have to be. Like the point you just made there is really good. If someone wants to travel ar- around, maybe they just set themselves a, not a goal, but they go and, I don't know, live in Italy for a month of the year yeah. or something like that. Um, and that's like a compromise. Or maybe it's not just easy to do this, but had a whole a holiday home somewhere yeah. um, and spent some time there and stuff. There are maybe ways that you can work around certain things like that um, rather than thinking, you know, it's one or the other. Yeah. You might be able to compromise on certain things. They're normally quite immune to compromise major life goals, mm-hmm. like having kids. You know, you yeah. can't halfway have a child. doesn't happen. doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so... Or even having kids... That- at different ages like if someone wants to be a young a young parent and a cool parent and <laughs> not that you, you can't can be, be cool. a cool parent anyway <laughs> but if you yeah if somebody wants to be a young a young parent and the other person wants to say achieve all that they can in their career before having kids again it's that compromise of uh, okay so where where is maybe the best like let's have this discussion like, which part of your career can you get to where you have the stability enough to be able to raise a child, you know, when you can still progress mm. with your career? Because if you're just starting out in your career and you've got a lot of headway to make in order to get to, yeah. like, a really established good wage or position or whatever, then you're really going to want to focus on that or you're going to want to earn the qualifications or whatever. But if somebody really wants to have a child before they're 30, you know, it's it's that conversation of, okay, we've both got priorities here and they're both very big priorities. So how can we factor both in to the point where like, okay, we both have stability. We both have a good wage at this mm. point mm-hmm. in our lives. I'm not going to be like an old parent or you're not going to be like struggling with your job, whatever. You know, you've, you've got some kind of... Yeah. middle ground of compromise 
in the yeah you might not have achieved like your top 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 promotion but at this point you've got enough coming in and enough stability mm. that it will allow you to raise a child yeah while you can still progress yeah, you know it, it, it is a case of having that kind of conversation because let's take that exact example i think if someone is career driven and not children driven say but they would have kids in the future they that person will never think it's a good time to have kids yeah. the kids will always feel like an obstacle yeah. and it'll be oh well one more year and this will happen or two more years and i'll get to this position and stuff like that it'll never happen yeah. so you know if and and like vice versa on on the person um, who wants to have maybe have the children younger the years will maybe start to tick by and that person yeah. will get increasingly frustrated and, and annoyed yeah. and resentful and then they'll be like, okay, we either have kids like now or I'm going to have to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that, again, is is a maybe problem or they've maybe both not addressed that properly. Communicated it, yeah. Yeah, it's probably, again, it's back to what we were saying, you need to have a candid conversation about that sort of stuff. And like you said, think about where do you actually want to go or at what point would you be happy maybe yeah. having the kids? If, if you know the answer hopefully won't just be never um exactly it's like where where would you be willing to compromise because not everything can be set in stone it is a question like said of just thinking about it openly yeah uh if because you know we're both very career driven we are very career driven people and we push our careers you know very hard i think if left to our own devices almost and we, if we've just never had the when are we having kids conversation we could quite easily probably go for quite a while <laughs> and just keep thinking oh well they'll just be annoying so we'll, <laughs> they'll get in the way we'll just you know maybe leave it but we've had that conversation a lot um and we are very um in sync now with where yeah we and i think now be. we're both in like the let's push and push and push and push and push until like i don't know a year two years time and then we're going to go okay this is where we're going to rest at yeah exactly and and by having that conversation it has actually really helped me think about what i should be doing yeah. in my career like should i just absolutely hammer it for a while yeah uh, up until this point and then maybe you know sit in that place for, for a bit longer and stuff like that it's been really useful. Yeah. Um, and we are lucky in the sense that we do both want to have kids. Yeah. And we're both career driven. So yeah. we've been able to have a really open discussion about that, which has yeah. been really helpful. Um, for people who maybe it's more extreme where one is super career driven and one is super child driven, you still need to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can have really good conversations about that sort of stuff. But your point, yeah. Where do you need to get to in your career before you will be... Um, maybe up for having children yeah. is a really good way to think about it. Yeah. And then one thing that I think we will just touch on a little bit um, is one of the other um, suggestions that someone else has sent in, and that is chores. Because I think we've recently overcome, like, not a, not a big problem, it's not a big problem at all, it's a very, very funny problem, to be fair, in that, that because we always end up leaving the dishwasher full or not done or whatever, and we always look at the other person to do yeah. the dishwasher, we came up with a nice little um, task for each other, didn't we, quite recently, in that you will load the dishwasher and I will unload the dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> and something as simple as that has 
has now we've got like a good conveyor belt of like dishwasher use whereas before we'd have a huge pile of dishes and we'd both look at each other and go well i'm not doing it he's doing that i mean i did it last time yeah exactly Uh, yeah i think that is a good example of when you don't talk about things you just get problems like and And that's such a tiny tiny thing but and yet just having that thing of okay well what if i load it and you unload it and we both went okay fine because that's an equal amount of work on both parts and and suddenly like that has made such a difference to just the routine of the house yeah absolutely i think um if there is a job like that like a shared job that either one of you could do if you almost don't assign it as bad as it sounds yeah you'll both be looking at each other all the time you think oh i'm too busy they'll do it they don't they're not as busy today as i am they won't know that you're busy and and they're less busy and they're less busy might still be very busy and they don't have time to do it and then you'll come down later see it's not been done think oh what have you been doing all day yeah that hasn't happened with us but that is how you could imagine these kind of things go and and then you know you're both annoyed because one is why did you expect me to do it and didn't tell me and the other is why didn't you do it when i had a busy day and yeah. it's just awful so yeah i load and then when it's done i i load and switch it on open it so you know it's ready and then at some point you'll empty it and yeah. it works a charm <laughs> and then also like just in in natural roles around the house you've always been the chef like i mean i can't cook for anything but you naturally have taken on the role of of making meals and then i think sometimes maybe you think well, I'm doing all of this. What are you doing? <laughs> and so I think now we've, I, yeah. I'm the dedicated clothes washer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I will admit there was a bit of that at first because it felt like, and it sounds really petty. Cause it's such a, it's a small thing, but it's a, it's a small everyday Everyone thing. And they start did, yeah. feeling big. Like I was, I, I'm the chef and the gardener and, <laughs> and take the bins out and all that sort of mm. stuff. I, I had lots of assigned roles and like do the shopping and things. And, um, because I'd, I suppose it's a case of I had done what I would have wanted you to do maybe and not communicated it. I said, I will do, I'm only just thinking about this now actually, I will take these things and they'll be my things. But then I never spoke to you about that and said, can you take these things? And so yeah. it felt like I had a lot of assigned roles to do and you didn't have any, but that wasn't your fault. That was, that was me. Yeah. But then I would think, why isn't she doing anything? Yeah. Even though you were, but you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I never thought I about that, actually. That's probably why I did that. I yeah. know. It's funny. And then also, I think, in terms of assigning jobs, work around each other's work life as well. Because you work, like, what, nine to five, and then you have your evenings to do the cooking or to take the bin out in the exactly. evening or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, because my days are so crazy sometimes, it's quite hard to have, like... Like, I might not be here on a Monday night when the bins need to go out or whatever. And so it's like doing, like, the laundry can be done at any time. So Mm. I'll do that at any time. I might not be here for tea. I can't always do the cooking for tea. So naturally, you, you, and yeah, and it's navigating, like, okay, what can we assign to each other that we're we're willing to take on? Like, I hate doing the dishes. So I did not want that role. <laughs> I know, dirty dishes just stress you out. So it's like, I'll load, and then you just have to touch the clean ones at the end. <laughs> Easy. But yeah, but it's, it's, I think having that assignment of like a shared 
and they're not just big jobs either because sometimes like loading and unloading the dishwasher can feel like a really big job if if you're overwhelmed with work or you know if you're if you're already stressed and so having yeah. just just loading the dishwasher or just unloading the dishwasher just putting the clothes in the laundry basket yeah and simple as that H- having them assigned sorry having them assigned is it makes i don't know it, there's a lot of mental clarity i think you get from that like if i was to come down and say we hadn't assigned it and the dishwasher was full and needed empty there's the you know the the internal battle i did it last time i'm too busy to do it they haven't done anything why aren't they doing it and you can just drum yourself up into this annoyed state and then that comes out in little petty arguments and things like that whereas because we've said okay you emptied the dishwasher if i see it full and ready to go i don't think about it i'm like oh yeah she'll get to it at some point it's fine Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i'll do it myself like i don't you know i'm not it's not a law (laughs) but um yeah, it's, it's nice to have. I feel like it it takes away lots of little petty arguments and annoyances yeah. that you can have every day yeah. uh, by assigning jobs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Would, little, I would recommend jobs. it 100%. And it, it can feel a bit awkward, you know, oh, you do this and you do that and you do this. But it just but it's like, it helps. What, what would you enjoy doing as well? Yeah. Because, uh, like, when we were trying to assign our roles, obviously, like, I hate doing the dishes. So you were like, okay, well, I don't mind doing that. So I'll do that. And then you were like, well, I hate doing the laundry. And I was like, oh, I don't mind doing the laundry. Oh, so, yeah. And so that, that just naturally yeah, became. Yeah, we, we were lucky, I think, in that the split of jobs <laughs> yeah. f- fell pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think there are, um, we are also probably quite equal on how how clean we want to be um there are maybe some people who or in some relationships one person is incredibly clean and the yeah. other person is just a bit of a pig and they will be <laughs> that's ha- usually me <laughs> yeah they'll be happy with the place being a complete mess all the time and will leave stuff everywhere the clean person will be horrified by this and then the dirty person will feel like the clean person is nagging them all the time yeah we we're very similar you're what you are messier than me and so how we kind of got around that is we made your studio and it was like you've got this place you can trash this place as much as you want yeah please do not trash the rest of the house and there we go has it worked i mean it looks clean here it's a little bit but no it has it has um I i feel like to be honest we're we're very similar in that yeah, regard, yeah. Uh, and we got used to our house being a building site for like a year because yeah, all the renovations we've done. So, you know, as long as they're not soot all over the walls and stuff like that, I'm, yeah. I'm all right at the moment. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode. We covered a great deal of things in today's discussion, and I hope that you found something of use that you can apply to your own relationship or that you learned something in how you can communicate a difficult subject with your partner um but thank you very much for listening to another episode of the calm within the storm podcast with me sam lyon and my partner mason perk thank you very much for listening see you again soon bye Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to listen to the extended version of today's episode, head to samlionmusic.com and become a member. It's completely free and you'll have access to the full-length video editions of each episode.